Hi, it's Amy Newmark with three of my favorite episodes for you this Thanksgiving week. I know you'll be inspired and entertained by them, and I'll be back next week with more stories from our new books. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, A Book of Christmas Miracles. This is the book that we're using to support the Marines Toys for Tots program. And of course, they make Christmas miracles for millions of children. And today, I'm going to share a couple of stories from the book about miraculous family reunions at Christmas time, because that's what really matters during the holidays, right? Getting together with family at Thanksgiving or Christmas, or if you're lucky and your kids aren't far away or juggling in-laws and other obligations, then maybe even Thanksgiving and Christmas. So one of our writers, Mary Z. Smith, she tells us a wonderful tale about the time that she helped to create a family reunion. She was working as a receptionist at an assisted living facility, and it was the week before Christmas. And she was about to get off from work, and she answered the phone, and this man asked her if it was Avis' rental car. And this was actually a constant problem at the assisted living facility because their phone number was only one digit different than the local Avis rental car office. So Mary gave the man the correct number for Avis, and she wished him a Merry Christmas. And she was about to hang up, and then she heard his voice right before she hung up, and she heard him saying, wait a minute, please. So she picked the phone back up. She said, yes. And he said, I know this must sound insane, but I have to ask you, do you believe in miracles? So Mary writes for Chicken Soup for the Soul, so of course she believes in miracles. And now this man had her attention, and she said, I definitely believe in miracles. Why do you ask? And the man said, I'll try to make a long story short. My parents recently passed away in a car accident. I have no family left but a grandmother, and all I know is she's somewhere in Virginia. I haven't seen her since I was little. And he explained that his uncle had recently placed his grandmother in an assisted living facility, and that his uncle had died right away before he could tell anybody where the grandmother was. So then the man asked her, Do you by any chance have a resident named Grace Shepherd?" So now there's a lot of rules at assisted living facilities, I know, because my dad lives in one. And Mary wasn't allowed to tell this stranger if Grace Shepherd lived there, but she did immediately recognize the name. So she told the man she wasn't allowed to say, and he said he understood, and he was really nice about it, and that made Mary feel really bad. So then she said, well, here's what I can tell you. Virginia is a beautiful state to visit at Christmas time. Let me give you our address in case you happen to be traveling through our area anytime soon. And the man understood. She was actually telling him that his grandmother was there. So a week later, Mary got to work. It was Christmas Eve, and she happened to walk by Grace Shepherd's room. And sure enough, there was a young man sitting there with Grace and she introduced her grandson to Mary. And he thanked Mary for creating a Christmas miracle for him and his grandmother. 
So Mary Smith told us about a grandson finding his grandmother just in time for Christmas. And in another story from Chicken Soup for the Soul, a book of Christmas miracles, Gail Sellers tells us about her own miraculous reunion with the brother who she never knew that she had. This miracle came at just the right time, as Gail explained to me when I talked to her recently. Well, another Christmas was approaching without my son. He passed away tragically at the age of 13, and Christmas didn't hold much magic for me. But this Christmas was about to bring Gail a miracle and a chance to heal. Well, it began late in November. I received a telephone call from my cousin, Mary Gale, who is our family, family genealogy expert. She hummed and she hawed and she got to the point and said, I believe you have a brother. And apparently my mother had given birth to a boy before I was born. And we had the same father. She had his name, his address in Mississauga, and his telephone number. So this was really something because as a child, Gail had always had one constant on her Christmas wish list. She had always wished for an older brother. Of course, that was impossible, and she knew that, and her parents knew that. But no one had ever told her that she actually did have an older brother, a child who had been put up for adoption by her parents. So now Gail was about to do something unbelievable. She was going to call her brother, somebody who she had just found out was actually in existence. I was very anxious that evening as I prepared to make the call. I needed a glass of wine for fortification, and my fingers were trembling so bad I could barely hold it. A recorded message, a deep, pleasant male voice, somewhat reminiscent of a radio announcer, answered, Could this really be my brother, I thought? After leaving my name, my number, I hung up, and I was filled with anxious anticipation. I sat down. It seemed like hours, but the shrill ringing of the telephone interrupted my thoughts. Gail, this is Fred. I'm so excited to hear your voice. For the next three hours, we got to know each other and exchanged family information. He had a wife and two growing daughters, and we arranged to meet a few days later at his home. I got off the phone, and I was in kind of a euphoric daze. I hardly knew what was going on. It seemed so surreal. So I asked Gail what it was like when she finally met this long-lost brother in person. Well, meeting my brother for the first time can best be described as winning an emotional lottery. We had similar characteristics and gestures, and my mother, my brother rather resembled my mother. Fred told me he'd always been mystified by his lifelong desire to be a pilot. He was amazed to learn that his half-sister and his father had both been pilots. His father had actually flown in the First World War with Billy Bishop. And just before we left that evening, Fred turned to me and said, how would you and Tony like to spend Christmas with my family and me? So now, Gail and her husband had a way to get through their normal misery over spending Christmas without their son, And Gail's brother explained to her on Christmas how he had come to be adopted before her parents were married, and it's a very interesting story. Well, as the way Fred explained it to me, well, Mom and Dad fell in love when Mom worked for him. But it was uh, the fact that Dad was married to someone else. He couldn't leave and be with my mother. 
And it was in the year 1938, and having a child out of wedlock, being an unmarried woman, was simply not accepted. Several years later, uh, they met again by chance in Toronto. And Dad was now a widower, and he was free to marry Mom. But Mom was engaged to someone else. But you know, she broke off her engagement, and she got together with my dad, and they were married shortly thereafter. And I was born three years later. So Christmas time was a turning point for Gail. It was a way to move forward after the loss of her son, because now she was a sister. She was an aunt to her brother's children. She was a sister-in-law. Her life had expanded overnight. So I asked Gail what Christmas means to her now. You know, it's been 11 years since that magical Christmas. And prior to meeting my brother, I was lost in a world where depression was the main resident. There was no magic for me at Christmas. I'm happy to say now that the thrill of Christmas lives in my heart each and every day. There's always hope and there's always opportunity for a miracle. My brother and his family are my ultimate gift and my living miracle, and they will live in my heart forever. Christmas Miracles. That's what Chicken Soup for the Soul, a book of Christmas miracles, is all about. 101 stories that will get you into the holiday spirit. And we're donating part of the proceeds from each book to the Marines Toys for Tots program. And the book has been a big hit. People seem to love the beautiful cover. And we actually did our largest first printing ever for a Christmas book. You can find our Book of Christmas Miracles wherever books are sold, which would include Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, Rite Aid, your local independent bookstore, Books A Million, Chapters, Indigo Stores, Costco Canada, Amazon, and wherever else you buy your books. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Visit our website, chickensoup.com, and you can sign up for a free daily newsletter So you can get a free Chicken Soup for the Soul story every day delivered to your email inbox, and we'll be sending you a lot of Christmas stories in the next few weeks. And come back for our next episode to meet Dr. Randy Nelson, who truly stepped outside her comfort zone by giving up a great Wall Street job to go to medical school at age 35 and become a pediatrician, which fulfilled a lifelong dream of hers. It's an amazing story about how it's never too late to pursue your passion. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.